Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello there and welcome to episode 38 of the Adoption Chronicles. I'm Michael Shepherd, and I am in the uh, lucky position where I get to talk to adopted people or people with adoption in their stories uh, on a regular basis and I get to talk to people about adoption and, and what it means to them and uh, the journey that they've been on and today I'm talking with Tash. Welcome to the show, Tash. Thanks, Mick. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Um, I'm really looking forward to hearing to hearing your story. Um, where does your story start? Um, so I'm a January '84 baby. Mm-hmm. Another um, lovely so January baby. Yeah, so it starts there, I guess. Yep. Yeah. So um, I'm actually. The middle child of five, okay. and I'm the only one who has been adopted out. Right. Um, my siblings grew up with my birth parent. So your your biological brothers and sisters are older and younger than you, and you're in the middle. Yes. Right. No worries. So, um, I I guess there's more to tell about that then. There definitely is. Um, it's a very interesting story. So um, I was my mum's third child at 20. Yep. Okay. Um, and when she had me, um, I don't know whether this, how this all came about. Um, there's a lot of blanks in my story. Right. Um, but my mum sold me for money. Hang on. Your mum stole you from where? No, no, no. My mum sold me. Oh. So she, she sold me for money. Wow. So she, like an illegal surrogacy kind of situation. Wow. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, so um, I, from the information that I have gathered um, and bits and pieces that I've tried to piece together over the years, mm-hmm. um, my mum a woman. I don't know whether I've, I've been told that they, this woman was a, a married woman um, and they couldn't have kids for whatever reason and my mum agreed to have um, a baby for them. Right. And um, yeah, I don't, I just, as I said, I don't know how this arrangement come about, but um, yeah, so my, I, I was born in January 84 and yep. my mum went to the hospital under a false name um, and they then she came home and obviously didn't have a child and the neighbours were a bit suspicious. Yeah, right. But while this was happening, my mum had approached um, the Department of Community Services, or DOCS as it was known in New South Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, she approached them to get help with the older two siblings um, right. and they started asking questions because they obviously they knew that she was expecting a child and she would be like, where's this child? And they're like, oh, she's sick in the hospital. There's something wrong with her heart. They're keeping her in hospital. And they're like, mm, okay. And so they did some checks and I wasn't in the hospital because they, my mum had entered under a false name. So they did some checks and they couldn't find me and then they were a bit concerned that something more sinister had happened to me because mm. – there was like no child. Um, and then they docs and they said, you need to produce this child within 24 hours. And my mum's like, oh, can you give me a week? And they're like, no, no, no. <laughs> you need to produce this child like now. Wow. Um, and then from what I understood, as a, again, there's very, very many gaps in the story mm. that I've mm-hmm. been given. Yeah. Um, that the check that my mum was given was not signed. Therefore, my mum didn't get any money. Oh, wow. Um, but when docs asked me to them to make sure that I was alive, yep. um, she was arrested. And wow. Yeah. And um, was, was it the same father? The, uh, so, no. So, um Myself, oh, there's a bit more to the story. So there's my, myself and my siblings. I actually grew up knowing my biological mum and my biological siblings and my extended biological family. Right. So it was, yeah, it was really, I think I was very lucky in that sense. Um, mm. I know that like a lot of people didn't have that. Um, so like, yes, I actually have a relationship with my siblings and I choose not to talk to my birth parent. Right. Understandable. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Uh, as, I, as I mentioned when we spoke before, it's a very interesting story. It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, how did you yeah. find out? I'm so, I always knew. Um, so like most people in, right. that you um, talked on the podcast, yep. um, I always knew when I think um, the reason for that is because there's like a lot of newspaper clippings out there about the story. Right. 
me and my birth. So, um, as I mentioned, my my mum was asked to produce me and, mm. and, and didn't and got arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was born mid January. Yep. Um, and I was located um, at the beginning of February. So I was located um, on third of February. Right. Um, and then I was um, put into hospital for a couple of days. Um, I'm not sure why, um, but I was discharged on the 6th of February. Um, and then I was placed with my foster family on the 20th of February, right. 1984. Now, that foster family became my adopted family. Right, okay. So I was very, very lucky. Yeah. So you um, didn't grow up with the people foster that... kids, they get... I did not grow up with the people that tried to purchase me. No, no right. As <laughs> <laughs> um, I said, there's like so many gaps in the story. I've heard that um, one, one story I heard was that the woman that tried to purchase me um, was a woman of the night, as they used to call right. her. Right, yep. Um, yep. And a police officer was playing golf and heard a story that this woman had obtained a child somehow and... Like, oh, that's a bit odd, like, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's how it all came out. But, again, I can't verify that that's actually what happened. Yeah, because so, that's obviously quite um, yeah. in the murky areas of society, that kind of conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I don't know how, but, yeah, I got – I don't know how I got located in any of those details. Um but yeah, so I was placed in foster care with my foster family, who became my adopted family. Right. Um, my birth wasn't registered until March, um, so I was born in January. But I was committed to care of the minister in July of '84. Right. Um, and then in July of '86, my mum had uh, another child after me. Yep. Um, and in June '89, my placement with my foster family was permanent because okay. they, um, they didn't want to disrupt my life, which um, I am grateful that they did do that. Like, um, my childhood was not the greatest, but I'm glad that I did get to stay with the one family. And yeah. Yes, because I know a lot of foster children, they get moved pillar to post and, mm. you know, that just causes so much stuff. So Yeah. A lot of disruptions. Yes. Um, and then in August 1991, my mum signed the adoption paperwork to let it all go through. Um, and then she reloc- uh, relocated to Melbourne. So she took my two older siblings and the sibling after me and yep. relocated to Melbourne, mm-hmm. um, which is quite distressing because... Yeah. As I mentioned, I had um, I, I was able to see them, like um, it was kind of like a open, open adoption. Well, I was in right. foster care, so I was I was able to have access visits. Yeah. Um, and then obviously when my mum relocated, um, they they stopped two, once every two years. Yeah. yeah. So you were only a um, kid when that happened, anyway. Uh, so I was ten yep. when my adoption was official. Right. Um. But in between my mum signing the adoption paperwork, she had another child um, 
and then my I'll say my my father, but he's actually not my father, but he signed my adoption paperwork in September ninety three. And then in March ninety four it was all finalized, like all official that like I was adopted. Yeah. And I actually remember that day. It was which is really weird, but yeah, like it was quite full on. Was that um how did how did you how do you remember that day? Was it good, bad, or was it a good um, day? No, uh, yeah, it was good. Like because it meant like everything was like official. But yeah. like I remember, I hate being woken up. I am not a morning person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I remember my mum coming in. Uh, so my I remember my adopted mum. Yeah, coming in to wake me up, and she just said, "Oh, you're finally mine," and oh, hugged me. Right, and that was it. Yeah, right. And like, yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I don't remember any other celebration after that. But I do yep. remember that, that that's what I got told. Like, it was first thing in the morning, and I even remember like a like where we were living, and I had a pink bunk bed. Like, I remember like yep. bits and pieces, but yep. yeah, not not a lot. But yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, it's the moments that we all remember, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, back in uh, September '93, I mentioned I, I said my father yep. signed my adoption paperwork. Um, so I've actually done DNA tests, okay. and so have all my siblings. Right. So uh, the man on my birth certificate is not my dad, um, and he's always said, uh, "I don't think I'm your dad." Right. So yeah. Um, but I don't know who my dad is. Right. So that I haven't worked out yet. Okay. Uh, would that be because he or some of his family haven't done the DNA or? Um, I'm not sure. So I've tried to uh, answer history, DNA and all that sort of stuff. is actually a little bit overwhelming for me at the moment. So I've Fair kind enough. of put it yeah. on, a, on a, like, push to the side, like I'll deal with that later. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, as I mentioned, me and all my siblings have done DNA t- tests. Yep. Um, and the results have been quite upsetting. Um, right. Not gonna lie. Um, yeah. So it's been hard trying to come to terms with all of it because the last of the DNA results didn't come in until uh, this year. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, are any of your uh, brothers and sisters full brothers and sisters, or? Yes. So uh, growing up, uh, as I mentioned, there's five of us. I'm in the yep. middle. Yep. Um, I always grew up with the belief that the four eldest siblings all had the same mum and dad yep. um, and that the youngest sibling was a half-sibling. Right. Um, now, the half-sibling uses um, my birth mum's surname. Uh-huh. Um, so I... Uh, her married surname, sorry. Yep. So I assumed that his dad was my mum's husband. Right. But she gave birth to him in Victoria. The rest of us were all born in New South Wales. Yep. Um, but that's not the case. Right. Um, so uh, the oldest child is, um, is a daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next child was a son. Um then there's me, and yep. then there was uh, two more sons. Right. Um, so the 
oldest daughter, the oldest son and the son after me all have the same father, which is the man on my death certificate. Yep. Um, and then myself and the youngest sibling, where we're born eight years apart, have the same father. Wow. Okay. Yes. yes. There's a lot of uh, secrets and lies yeah. in, in my birth family, and it's, it's very hard to keep. Yeah, absolutely. Track. Yeah. So it does sound like what's there's... What's true and what's not. Yeah. Someone is reasonably connected there, I'd say, with your birth mother, but who knows? Yeah. That, look, you know, like, yeah, uh, my birth mum tried to have a relationship with her over the years. Um, you know, like letters back and forwards when I was yep. a kid. Yeah. She would send me photos, things like that. Um, I always asked her, you know, like, can you explain to me, like, what, what, what's the go? Because yeah. all these, you know, newspaper clippings and mm. doesn't paint you in a pretty picture. No. Um, so, you know, like, can you, can you tell me, like, what, like, and um, she would always be like, I'll tell you when you're older. I'll tell you when you're older. Mm. Okay. So the day before my 21st birthday, I asked her, I said, look, you know, I feel that I'm old enough now and yeah. I know it's hurtful for you and it's, you know, there's, you know, things that happened. I don't know, like, but, you know, like I think I'm old enough now just to, you know, tell me the truth. Mm. Um not that I was expecting the truth because uh, when it comes to my birth family, and I know this probably sounds really horrible, but, you know, um, you would ask them their name and you would have to ask to see their driver's licence to make sure they were telling the truth. Yeah, right. Because there's just so much there that you're just like, no, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. That, yeah. that doesn't seem right. Um, so... She couldn't tell me, um, so I said, look, you know, I, I can't have a relationship with you then. Like, yeah. I just, for my own mental health, I mm. need to just just cut all ties. So with that, you know, that's all before, like, mobile, f I was, you know, early mobile phone days. So yeah. cutting that ties almost also meant that I cut my ties with my siblings. Right. Um, yeah. But in this day and age of technology, I've reconnected with my siblings and there's uh, my older brother and I are very, very close. Oh, that's um, good. He's pretty much the only one that maintains a relationship um, yeah. with me. Yeah. So um, I talk to him and his wife all the time. Um, he comes up for the football and we go to the football together, just me and him. Yeah. Or sometimes one of his children will come. Okay. Um, yeah. And I actually surprised him for his 40th birthday. I went down and surprised him. Nice. Um, I mean, his wife conspired. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was quite That's good. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've actually... Yeah. Oh, sorry. So I was going to say you don't want to make it too much of a surprise. No. Um, so in, in saying that, um, you know, surprising him for his birthday and stuff, I've actually been in the room with the same room as my birth mum quite a few times since 
Yeah. I've stopped speaking to her. Okay. Um, and she doesn't acknowledge my existence. Yeah, right. Yes. That must is, be tough. Uh, it is. Um, it really is. Um, my older brother and his wife, they've been together for like 20 years, uh, yeah. but they've only been married for a couple of years. Um, cause I've, I remember I went down to visit them in November, 2016, I think it was November, 2016. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was actually quite an interesting trip because my three brothers came to pick me up at the train station and, you know, I said hello to my older brother and I said hello to my the brother after me and then there was this other person there and I was like, oh, hi, I'm Tash. And they're like, yeah, I'm your brother. Like I didn't I didn't know him and yeah, that right. was that was quite upsetting. Um, yeah. The fact that, you know, someone could stand in front of me and I didn't even know who they were. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But during that trip I said to my brother, like, you know, just as a joke, I said, oh, you know, if anything happens to you at work or, you know, if you have an accident or whatever, like if you end up in hospital, like um, I always call I always say oh, your mum. I never refer to her as my mum. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. you know, your mum would like unplug your life support to charge her phone, right? Like you, yeah. you need to make sure, you know, your wife and the kids are protected. If anything happens to you, even though they've been together like, you know, years, like yeah, yeah. common law marriage and all of that sort of stuff, yeah. I would always joke because I know his wife wanted to get married. But, yeah. Um, so they did. They, uh, that was in November 2016. They got engaged December 2016. And then I went down for their wedding. And before I went down, I was speaking to his wife. And I said, yeah. look, you know, I will take a family photo with the family, the um with, with um, my birth mum in it, yep. I said, but sh- I don't want her standing next to me. She needs to stand at the other end of the photo. Yeah. And she goes, you would do that for me? And I said, yes, it's your wedding. Yeah, I absolutely. would not do anything. I would not do anything to upset you on your wedding day. Like, yeah, you yeah. Know, there's been, she'd waited years. Like, yeah. Yeah, so I actually have a photo of the man that's on my birth certificate and me with all my siblings yep. and my birth mum from a couple of years ago in it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so um, that wedding was actually quite uncomfortable. I can imagine. At a period of time because even though we were sitting at separate tables, um, my birth mum came to talk to the person sitting next to me and um, actually turned her back to me. Wow. Um. And it just, it, it took a lot to not react. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I actually just got up and walked away because yeah. like, I just can't, I, I can't do anything to ruin this day for them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was very hard. Yeah, you did the um, right thing. Yeah, and anyone who knows me knows that I react very quickly. So yep. that was really hard. And um, when I went down for my brother's 40th, Obviously, he didn't know that I was coming. Mm. So when we went to the party, uh, she walked in and, and saw me mm-hmm. and she walked straight back out and she she just went missing for like an hour and a half. Wow. Yeah, she she um, she doesn't, doesn't acknowledge my existence at all. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's um, so, and yeah. 
my, unfortunately, my older sister is the same. Right. Yeah. yeah okay. I guess, and you'd be wondering, yeah. uh, did, was there any moment that triggered all of that, or was it just the realize the reality? I think it's just reality, like you know, um, like it's it, it's funny because we, when I went into foster care, my mm-hmm. two older siblings came with me, so the three of us were in the foster the foster family together. Yeah, right. Um, until my mum was released from prison, so she was arrested when this happened. Yep. Um, but only from what I understand, uh, the charge was falsifying birth records. Yep. And the reason why they kept her in was that she had unpaid penalties uh, in relation to driving. So. Right. Okay. I mean, to this day, she actually is quite proud that she spent her 21st birthday in prison. Yeah, right. That's an interesting celebration. Yeah, it's a very interesting family. Um, So I know a little bit about uh, my birth mum. So she was one of 11 or 10. Yeah, okay. So quite a big big family. Yeah. And the firstborn child of her family was adopted out. Um, oh, and really? I think, yeah, and I think that's because at the time that that child was born, um, my grandparent was not married. Mm-hmm. Um, and so back in those days, that's, mm. you know, what they did. Um, you know, um, and that child has now passed away, but I actually talked to their child. Um, and I've built quite a good relationship um, with them and hopefully planning to meet sometime soon. Um, cool. Yes, but we, we often compare stories of what we've been told within the family. and Yeah. Yeah, we're very both cynical on what we get told. We're just like, mm, is that true? Yeah. Um, it seems yeah. like there's a few cover-ups happening. Very much so. Mm. Um, th- there is a story within the family um, that I questioned um, not long ago. So um, my brother came up earlier this year to go to the football. Mm-hmm. Um, we have we have rival football teams, so right. whenever they play, we we plan to go together. Yep. Um, and he stayed at. Uh, a biological aunt's house and right. um, so I went over, you know, to pick him up and drive him around and yeah, things like yeah. that and yep. um, so I asked questions about this particular story. I'm like, oh, you know, you know, what, like what year did this happen? I'm like, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't, I can't find any information on it. Um, it was, um, the story relates to like a kidnapping. Yeah, um, right. There's more to it but, but I can't. Say too much. But yeah, I was like, oh, you know, like what year did this happen? And they're like, oh, you know, this year. And I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't seem right. Like, I'm like, I can't find any newspaper clippings on it, you know. Mm. Like, and they're like, and I'm like, you know, how old was, you know, this particular family member when when this happened? And they're like, oh, you know, they were were 10. And I said, well, no, that doesn't make sense. Mm. I was like, because. 
um, where I lived with my now adopted family, I had a cousin who lived in the street next to me who ended up going to the high school that I was going to go to and they were finishing year 12 when I was finishing year 6. Right. And I was like, oh, well, and, it, and this story relates to that child and I was like, this cousin and I was like, well, that doesn't make sense because if they were 10, then, you, you know, in 1986, if they were 10, then I would have been two. Mm. I was like, but that doesn't make sense because when they're in year 12, I was in year six. So yeah. that's like at least, you know, and I was questioning it. I'm like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Like, you know, letting it go. Like, and um, that, uh, then my older brother, when he went, went home, he asked um, my birth mum about it. Like, oh, you know, can you tell me more about this story? Because everyone in the family knows this story. Mm. And they're like, and so she ended up then ringing the mother of the cousin that I grew up in the next street from um, to say, oh, you know, the, the, my, my child's asking questions about this story that you're involved in. And then that, that sister then rang the auntie that my brother had stayed with and, and had a massive go at her about talking about the story. And I'm just like... It's just there's a lot of drama yeah. in the family, and yeah. I just I just try not to associate with it in any way. Yeah, um, I try to stay away, but it it's it's hard at times. But yeah, of course. I yeah, like um, when my brother was up here last year for the football, and we went to Parramatta Leagues Club and. Um, you know, tagging each other on Facebook what we were doing. Uh-huh. One one cousin's like, oh, how do you know? How do you know, you know? And I'm like, that's my brother. And they're like, yeah, yeah. oh, so you you must be my cousin too. And I'm like, yeah, we're related, but, you know, yep. try not to, you know. And then I think it was like a week later they asked me for money. And I was oh, like, really? So, and I was just like, sorry, no, that's, I don't know you. I'm not, I'm not going to. Yeah to lend you money like yeah yeah and then they ended up blocking me on facebook and i was like okay yep. that's how it is like, <laughs> but i was just like I'm, i wasn't surprised that they asked yeah. me but yep. i was just like yeah you didn't even know about me until a week ago and now you want money like yeah <laughs> yeah um and from what i've heard you know through the stories of my my family um my my birth mum is very uh, money hungry, um, wow. and I think that's how my adoption will come. Like you know how my story come about is yeah. she needed money um, yeah. and decided to do this thing. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, because yeah, my my siblings they all said you know, it, you know we got kicked out. Um, as teenagers, unless we gave her, you know, our settlement payments and things like that. And, yeah, wow. Um, heard stories that her now husband, um, you know, got a payout from when he finished work and, you know, all that money went through the pokies and then, mm-hmm. you know, sold a house that they lived in and then all that money went through the pokies. And wow. I was like, oh, yeah. Um, pokies strike again. Yeah, and I, I definitely, hearing these stories, I definitely don't fit into that family. Yeah. But I also don't fit in my adopted family either. Right. 
So it's, yeah, it's quite, quite difficult. So you're definitely unique by your, um, yeah. starting your own yeah. tree, basically. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned, when we talked before, I'm like, not only am I an adoptee, but, yeah. um, I'm also referred to as a, an NPE, which is not parent expected. And that's the yeah. father on my birth certificate. Yeah. He's not my father. So yeah, yeah it's, it's quite interesting. How much, um, have you gone into try to like I guess with the DNA there is a search start I guess to find your birth father, but you've come um, up with uh, empty. I've, yeah, kind of empty at the moment. I have um, I have been given a name, right. but it's a very common first name, a very common surname, right. and they can be spelt two different ways or multiple right. ways. Mm-hmm. So, kind of at a loss um, with that. Um, as I mentioned, the um, when it came, when the DNA results came back that my older brother was my half brother, that actually devastated me. Yeah. Um, even to this day, I'm devastated because he is the only sibling that that makes an effort. Um, yeah. Even though I don't celebrate my birthday, um, I don't see my birthday as a positive thing. Um, he's the only one that does contact me. Um, the other siblings kind of forget. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so with the DNA results, I have kind of had a look at them. I have reached out to, uh, one person through Facebook because they, with Ancestry, you can see when the last, when they last logged in, Mm -hmm. um, so there's three matches that are quite high that are not my siblings but quite high. Um, and I've reached out to one of them on Facebook and said, oh, hey, you know, send like a generic message like, oh, I'm just like doing some genealogical research and I've noticed that you've come up, you know, like as a they match their surnames. Um, yeah. And, you know, I was wondering if maybe you had some time we could talk about you know how how we are related. Um, trying not to give anything away, like mm. to scare them off or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they replied and they said, "Oh, hey, um, I, you know, I'm really interested, but um, at the moment I'm a bit time poor." And I'm yep. like, "Yeah, but that's cool. I understand." Um, and so I let it go. And then two weeks later, I sent them a message and I was like, "Oh, hey, just checking in. I know you were a bit time poor. I was like, I was wondering if maybe you could." share your family tree with me so then I could have a look, you know, until until you're ready to, to get back to me. Yeah. Um, at this stage, they haven't shared their tree with me at the moment, but right. which is a bit disheartening, but there's not much that I can do. No, that's right. Um, so hopefully um, I do need to sit with someone who knows a bit more about DNA than I do. Um to help me sort it out. I have sat with um, my husband's aunt um, and they have helped me like a bit, um, but it's just trying to find the time to to sit down and and work it all out. Um, uh, Diane Cuff, who's our um, resident DNA angel, uh, search angel, she looks at uh, DNA all the time and she's got a team of people that helps. She might have I have um, 
I have actually been offered that help. Yeah. Um, but because I don't have the time to give, um, right. it's just not a service that I can take up at the moment. So with with the search engine, they're amazing. Um, yep. And I, um, I'm in that Facebook page and I see all the, you know, like, you know, Diane will post so-and-so, check your messages, like, yeah, you know, yeah. and I see all the positivity in it and it's excellent. It's yep. just um, personal circumstances. I don't have time to to sit down and, you know, they might say, oh, you know, go and look at this person. Yeah. Um, I don't have that time that. Um but it is a puzzle that I want to work out myself. So I obviously don't want to waste yeah. their time um, by not being able, for me not being able to give the effort that it requires to. Because I just, I just can't do it at the moment. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, and you've got to go at your own pace. Yeah, that's right. Um, I have been, I have applied for my government records. Um, so I'm a big binder. Um, so, because, you know, like being a foster child for, from six weeks or whatever it is to 10 years of age, there's a lot of um, reports in there. Of course, yeah. And just trying to transcribe it from, you know, cursive to being able to read it um, mm-hmm. can be quite difficult at times. Um, but, yeah, just some of the things that I've read... Um, it has been made quite clear from their side. Um, my mum did not want me from the beginning. Yeah, right. Um, I wasn't, yeah. Um, there was one report. I've actually got it saved in my phone because I sent it to my brother. And they're like, um, you know, the birth parent arrived on time without... Uh, the man on my birth certificate, yep. but arrived with the, the older two children. Um, as usual, foster mother and birth mother conversed very little and only on a superficial level. Um, meeting took place from 10.45 a.m. to approximately 11.55 a.m. in the community welfare office. Uh, birth mother appeared quite smug as though she had a secret which she wasn't going to share. Um General conversation revealed birth mother intentions resuming her relationship with um, unknown has not come to fruition and in with so and so is now real good. Um, surprisingly, both older children were well behaved throughout and were content to draw pictures while uh, this child occasionally nursed um, me, the baby, yeah. um, and fussed over her a little. At the end of the meeting, birth mother seemed quite accepting of handing child back to foster parent, noting that she was in a hurry to go to um, to a medical appointment for the other child. The only conversation that then ensued, uh, ensued concerning um, the baby is now having three teeth. Yeah, right. So, um, so the, the, the secret, um, I think, is the relationship with the man that is my father, um, yeah. the, the unknown person. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yes, um, yeah, so there's, like, all reports like this, um, how 
my birth mother was more concerned with having a conversation with adults rather than spending time with me. Yeah. Um, And I think the intention was, I I feel that the whole time the intention was my mum never intended on keeping me. Um, So she's kind of just not bonded with me. Um, And that's, and I think that's why I, one of the reasons that I went into foster care. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, is A, B, I've bonded with another family. Yeah. Because um, with some of the stuff that I've read, um, my birth mum was quite upset that I was placed with my now family, my adopted family. Okay. Um, and not with the person that she chose to have me for. Ah. Yeah. Even though she didn't um, get the money from her. Even though she didn't get a cent, yeah. Yeah, right. So, yeah. She must have known them, I guess. Like more uh, so yeah, than, I do, I think. Yeah, more so than just a financial arrangement. Yeah, so I definitely think um, there was a relationship of some kind before and after I was born. Right. But I, to what extent, I, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of I don't knows in my story, which is, which is hard. Yeah. Um, how much do you think it's affected you during your life? Massive. Yeah. I have massive mental health, um, trauma really. Um, you know, like nothing, no, like official diagnosis of, you know, post-traumatic stress disorder or anything like that, but definitely, um, anxiety and depression like I remember always you know you always ask in your other interviews you know did you ever have those fantasies Mm -hmm. and yeah yeah I did I did um always why can't I live with my siblings yeah but they didn't have the greatest upbringing but I still yeah yeah still had that fantasy it was better than where where I was right even though you had a re like I guess uh a half an idea of what it might have been like? Uh, no, I didn't I didn't really know what it was was like because right. by the time I was adopted, I was 10. And yeah. then, you know, then I would only see them every, like, two years. Yeah, um, true. And so, you know, it was, it was great time when they were here. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, but my, as I, um, my adopted family, the... As I mentioned, I don't I don't fit in there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's quite hard. Yeah. So does that? I guess that comes into um, the conversation of uh, nurture versus nature as well, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, definitely. Some behaviours that I display, um, which I do pick, I'm just like. Oh, yeah, that's definitely my, you know, I've called her mum my whole life, like yep. my adopted mum. Yep. I'm like, oh, that's definitely her. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm, get, I'm getting that from there. Yeah. Um, and I try to curb it as much as possible, but it's very hard. Yeah. Well, I guess anything learned can also be tailored and, and moulded, I guess, for want of a better word. Yeah, 
Yeah, oh, it's really it's really interesting that um, you know, growing up, um, my childhood was very strict. Right. Um, I was actually in the middle of five in that family as well. Um, so they had two natural children. Yeah. Then myself, and then they had two foster children. Um, one who who chose to no longer be a part of our family um, and then one um, who, who's also adopted now. Um, so for a very long time they were in foster care with us right? pretty much their whole life um, and then that child then expressed their like they're like, I want to be adopted. Like, oh. And so that process was, was done. Right. Um, but that, that took a I think it wasn't until they were in their teens when that happened. Um, but the um, the treatment of the children was very different. Um, so how I was treated versus one of the older siblings was very different. Yeah, right. Um, and I still struggle with this. I still struggle with it to this day, like. Yeah. Yeah. That's completely understandable. So you were yeah. the third child, both options. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, there you go. Me and, me and my adopted mum, we, we clashed a lot. Um, and we still do. Yep. Even to this day, we still do. Um, we can go months without talking. Yeah, right. Even though I, I know that when, when I uh, sent you a message, I was actually house-sitting for her. Oh, okay. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, I still do try, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's the grandeur of, you know, idea of, like, you know, every mum and daughter is close and, yep. you know, they share things. Um, that's, that's not what I got. Um, and... I definitely struggle when I see other women with that with their mums. Yeah. You know. Um like I get jealous, I'm not gonna lie. I think yeah. any other adoptee would be the same. Um but yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. And like I always just want to be included and yeah. And that's completely understandable. I think that's a normal human emotion. Yeah. And but, you know, I'm not gonna lie, that's that's how yeah. Um, I'm sure other people feel the same. Like, it's nothing wrong with admitting it. Like, no. I'll get jealous for a few seconds and then I'm like, okay, move on. Yeah. Yeah, and that's right too. And I guess sometimes when we look at other people, sometimes we might be seeing something that's totally fake too and something that's going on behind the scenes they're not showing us. Uh, 100%. And I think the day and age of social media mm. definitely um, brings that to the forefront. Absolutely. Some of the uh, – look at the filters, you know. You can hardly yeah. believe what photos you see these days. So That's right. Or you see the perfectly manicured, uh, yeah. you know, lounge room yeah. and then, you know, you don't see behind them there's like a filter kitchen. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. um, I definitely always think that, like, if I see things on social media, like, oh, that's really nice. And yeah. Like, yeah, you don't know what's behind. No. On the other side of that, so... Isn't that right, too? And I think most of the social media posts, they're only posting the perfect scenario. 
the perfect picture. You know, um, and there is I call it face silk. Sometimes a lot of people yeah. do have a silk and a whinge, but uh, generally, uh, when it's promotion time and they're promoting something that's good that's happened, uh, it's all roses, really. Yeah, definitely. And I think growing up, that's how how I thought it would be as well. Like you know, all roses, and mm. hasn't turned out that way. But I I do always try to be optimistic, but it's it's very hard. Yeah. Um. But I was lucky growing up uh, where we lived. Um, there was actually uh, two adopted children that lived opposite me. Right. So. Yeah, so I was pretty lucky. But we used to go because uh, my parents, my my adoptive parents, they yep. fostered. I think it was like two hundred children in their, yeah. their their time. We used to go once a year to like a foster camp, mm-hmm. like a foster care camp. Yeah, right. So I did get to meet like lots of other foster kids and stuff like that. So, yeah. So, Have uh, you maintained any relationships yeah. Yeah. with them? No, I struggle to maintain relationships with people. Right. Um, I could, like, you know, uh, someone might send me a message and, oh, yeah, I'll reply to that. Yeah. And then I don't. Um, But I think that's because I've struggled to maintain relationships throughout my whole lifetime. Right. Are you, uh, how are you now? Um, yeah, I still struggle to maintain relationships. Yeah. But I I do try to work on it. Um, but, yeah, you know, with Facebook, you see what people are up to. You don't actually always reach out. Which, yeah. Yeah, I think everyone's guilty of doing that. Oh, completely. You know, you, you have a look and you might pause scrolling um, and go, yep, they're having a good day. That's nice. And keep scrolling. Um, and, you know, I guess there's also a lot of people on there that, uh, don't really post much, but they keep a look on an eye on what people are doing, and it's an interesting yeah. social dynamic in itself, isn't it? Yeah, well, you know, like a lot of you know posts I see on social media, it's hard as well because you know it's people I went to school with, mm. you know, some of them are, are still friends to mm-hmm. this day, you know, yeah. and you know I finished school in two thousand and one, yeah, um, but I didn't have many friends during school. Um, and the friends that I did make, my parents deemed them not to be a suitable friend for me, which, yeah, right. you know, parents do know best sometimes with mm. things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, when I did try to make um, other friends, they're like, oh, but I haven't met them. And it's like, right. you know, like I want to go to the movies so maybe you can meet them when I go to the movies. And they're like, oh, no, I don't have time or. Yeah. No, I don't want you to go to the movies. And, you know, um, growing up it was very strict. Um, you know, um, I had to be in the door at 5 o'clock on yeah. the dot. Um, and if I was late, you know, you'd be in big trouble. Mm. And, um, you know, I know that my adopted mum didn't have, like life didn't turn out the way she had envisioned it, um, yeah. which I understand, but I think that was taken out on other people um, quite a lot. Um, my adopted dad has now passed. Um, and generally whenever myself and my adopted mum are together, 
somehow he comes up in conversation and um, her perspective is always a name towards him. Whereas I'm just like, he's he's dead. You were married to him up until the day he died. Yeah. He's dead. You can't change him. No. Uh, he can't defend himself. Yeah. Let's just let it go. Yeah. Like, I, I find that there's a lot of anger and resentment there because of the way life turned out. And, um, yeah, like I have a lot of anger and resentment for, you know, how my story, I try not to let it get to me every day. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's one of the reasons why I do keep my distance is just that negativity all the time. It's just like I yeah. just can't. Well, I just can't today. <laughs> absolutely, and first and foremost, you need to look after your own mental health. So, yes, that's right. Yeah, so you need to be the best uh, for yourself first and foremost. Yeah, um, you know, like I've got a stressful job. Um, yeah, I work for the government. Yeah. Uh, um, in, in fraud mm-hmm. and so you know looking at you know f- fraudulent things and you know going about my day it's quite busy and yeah. so you know like I just I don't have to, I don't have time for for that like yeah. um, she might call me and tell me what you know some things that are going on um, she called me not long ago to tell me you know a problem that she was having um, I was like oh well, you know he's he's like I'm like do you want to like some solutions mm. or are you just ringing to vent mm. like you know mm. um i was like because i think these are some like good options and then when i when i saw her before i house sat yeah she's like oh that's not a problem anymore but never told me that it's not a problem anymore um yeah one of my older siblings she doesn't have a lot to do with even though it's her natural child yep. and the other sibling um they're the go-to. Like, if there's a problem, mm-hmm. they're they're the go-to, um, which has put a strain on their relationship as well. Yeah, because you know they've got their own life and their, their own hardships yeah. and things going on. And yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. It's very hard. <laughs> yeah, very interesting, but <laughs> it is. And yeah, um, I um. If if you, I was going to say, if just thinking about um, like a closing type question, um, and I thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. You've been really brave in telling us uh, your story. It's a very. I think there has been anyone on your show with, I guess, an illegal surrogacy type situation. No, no, I, um, I don't remember. Yeah, as I've mentioned, like, you know, I've got newspaper clippings and I've done yeah. my own research and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I don't, whether I, I don't think I would reach out to my birth mum again. I think that's done and dusted. And yeah. if I was to find my birth father, I don't know what kind of relationship I would want with them. I don't even know if they know I exist or if my, even my younger brother exists. Um, uh, He, the younger sibling did a DNA test at my request. Um, I paid half. Okay. Um, And they said, you do it all. Um, I don't want to know. Like they know the results, but they said, that's it. That's all I want to know. Right. Um, 
because my mum's husband's been there for him his whole life. Yeah, and okay. he even uses his surname, and um, yep. and I respect that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was just thinking if you if you could go back in time to give yourself some advice, or uh, if you could talk to yourself when you were younger, is there anything that you would tell yourself that might, um, I don't know, if you had any advice for yourself, what would you say? To a younger version of yourself. Um, probably that people can be hurtful. Their words can be hurtful. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you know, like there's, there was one time when I was growing up that, you know, there was a, a, a kid that grew up across the road um, and and one day he turned around and he said, at least my mum wanted me. Yeah. And that was quite hurtful i'd probably say i wouldn't share my story as much as i did when i was a kid like you know yeah everyone knew i was adopted um and you know things like that so but also people can be i think just give people advice as well as like you don't have to maintain those relationships because yeah. i think society's expectation is oh but that's your mum you know like but that's your mum like yeah. it's like the end um, it, it, yeah. Like, and, you know, th- like with my adopted mum, she must have really wanted you. Um, that's not the impression I got. Um, at one time that I went to visit, I don't think she realised she said this, but she never wanted to adopt children. Um, yeah, right. Then it was all my dad's idea. Um, that was really, that's really stuck with me as well. Yeah. Like, um, and I think it's quite evident with some of her behaviours as well that, mm-hmm. um, like, I think it was, like, last year, she yelled at me in front of an entire funeral. Wow. Um, and it was really embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and on, I think, we, one year we went camping because my, my adopted, the two two siblings after me and my foster family, yep. their birthday is actually a week before mine. Right. So... Growing up, I had to to share my birthday with them, which yeah. um, is another reason why I don't like it. But yep, yep. Um, for for one of them, we we went camping for their birthday, but it was on the weekend that it was my birthday, um, ah. and my I like that sibling didn't want to go camping, but my mum did, so we went. Right, and um, I remember. Um, it was raining when I got there and my mum's like, oh, you know, I've got, got this for dinner, you know, I've got this for lunch tomorrow and I've got that for dinner tomorrow. And I was like, okay, you know, that's really good, like, you know. Um, and then on the, the next day it was stinking hot. It was like 40 degrees. Yeah. And, you know, she's putting extra protection over the tent because it's, you know, getting quite hot. Mm. And, you know, she's like, oh, what do you, what do you want for lunch? And I was like, oh. Bit, bit hot to cook, isn't it? Because, you know, I was thinking it's 40 degrees yeah. camping. I'm not going to cook. I don't mm. expect you to cook for me. Like, mm. it's too hot. Let's yeah. let's have a salad or whatever. Yeah. And she just tore shreds off me yeah, right. um, that I ruined my sibling's birthday and, 
and you know like and she had a go at me and this is like in front of my brother and his family and in front of my my dad's brother and his wife and then her own sister and you know everyone else that was and I was just so embarrassed like I actually just packed my gear and drove home like I didn't even deflate you know my air mattress I just shoved it all in the back of my car and just took off because I was just like no so I think yeah, advice I'd give is you don't have to maintain those relationships. So even though that you're an, an adopted person, if if it's not a good fit, don't don't try and force it. Even though people go, oh, but that's your mum. Yeah. yeah. And not not every mum's mm. a great mum. Not not saying that my adopted mum wasn't a great mum. I'm just saying like you know not everyone's. Yeah. Not every mum and dad is a great mum and dad. Um, we all have our moments. Absolutely. But, yeah, I think just don't maintain relationships that don't work for you and um, words can hurt, like, yeah. and it's okay. Like, you know, kids kids say horrible things, but yeah. adults say horrible things as well. So just to make sure you look after yourself, really. Absolutely. And, yeah, sometimes you think that adults need to use the filter that they've been given through maturity. Yeah, I don't think some people mature, though. Like, no, yeah. they don't. Yeah. yeah, and you think, you know, common sense, but no, there's a there's a saying out there that says uh, common sense is a flower. It doesn't grow in everyone's garden. Uh, I like that one. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Um, that's definitely a favourite of mine. Yeah, no, I might use that one if that's okay. Yeah, yeah go for it. Cool. It's, it's definitely a good one. Yeah, that's right. No worries, well... Um, you're definitely a good one. Um, and, yes, thank you so much, Tash, for coming on and sharing your story. Um, no worries. And, yeah, until next time, um, yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. That was Tash with her story and definitely a first time here on Adoption Chronicles where we've heard uh, about her start to her her life and how it began Um, and we wish Tash uh, all many happy days in the future and if you've got a story that you'd like to tell drop us a line and I'll organise to have a chat with you until next time uh, bye from me softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 